There's only two of you here. Where are the five of you? Hey, we're gonna be short man now on our trip. There's gonna be trouble on the last time of the encounter party. What brings you over here? Well, uh, unfortunately, a, a tragedy back home that I was hoping to, to find Falzer and convince him to re return with me uh, for the memorial. I walk over and sit down. I go, yeah, I went to the the, the uh, gooey goblin and... Uh, and uh, did you not get gooey enough or what? Didn't like the look. Goblin's not gooey. Yeah, that's not gooey. Uh, <laughs> not gooey. Goes or make stuff gooey. Uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> well, you and I both know if we don't finish the job for Detmer. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's going to be hell to pay there too. Our names are on that contract. We're we're between a rock and a hard place here, and I think this is at least a good step towards finishing our ultimate goal. So how does she feel about that, Chef? I think she, I think she probably knows me well enough to know that I'm not going to be forthcoming with all the information. But I'm giving her a relatively uh, well. It's just me and good you. Good take take on the. Uh, no, I'm just saying how you that, when you're looking at me, you're sort of getting the idea if I'm telling the truth or not. Mm -hmm. My words are still the same. It looks like I'll have to man the crow's nest myself. I can keep an eye on the continuing adventure. So as long as no one wanted to sneak out and be uh, rogy in the middle of the night, you all got a successful long rest at the uh, at the tavern here. Nice. Yeah, no solo adventure this time. Um, so you guys do not want to get on the rising starfish. No. Nope. Okay, because they are leaving early morning, which is about now. What do you guys want to do? Are you headed up this river? I think, uh, yeah, I think we want to go do a little bit of, you know, shopping in town in the morning, get a few things. And then uh, once we've gathered all the, you know, if we need any kind of rations or, uh, you know, I'd like to buy myself a saber and a few things uh, just ready for the journey. Nothing, you know, too weird, but, um, and then I think we all meet back at the tavern and ready to take off. Well, I want to go with you, Shaft, to the uh, store. Yeah, I mean, unless there's something uh, uh, to, that we want to role play out on that, I think. All I really want to do is buy a regular saber. Yeah. For your sake, listener, we will hand wave the <laughs> shopping episode. <laughs> uh, so you guys could each pick up a... Uh, specifically, you find uh, a cutlass, which is basically the... It's Two not cutlasses? like... Yeah, sure. You could easily each pick up a, a cutlass for, for 25 gold pieces. It's, it's okay. literally a, a, a slashing version of a rapier, so it'll do a D8 slashing damage as opposed to a D8 piercing, and it is also a finesse weapon. Perfect. Awesome. We were really uh, wishing to slash those wires, and a rapier just wasn't cutting it. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> Brendel definitely wants to pick up some supplies for, for uh, potion making. I don't know if Falzern wanted to accompany him. Yeah, I, I think I'd like to tag along. I don't have a lot of uh, purchasing power right now, but um, if I can grab some supplies, um, I think I might want to try and start working on crafting a spell scroll. Okay, easy. 
So I, I mean, we talked about how many sessions ago is it that we talked about? I gave you some homebrewy scroll creation rules and scroll use rules as well. So uh, Falzer and Consulting, this little table that I created for you, you can, I know you don't have much gold. If you wanted to create a scroll of a cantrip, that'll cost you 30 gold in materials costs. A level one spell scroll would be 50 gold. And uh, then the next level would be level two and three would each be 250 gold worth of worth of supplies. So I will, uh, well, and with all of those come a crafting time as well, which varies depending on level. So if you want to, uh, you don't have to decide what scroll you want to work on right now. Again, the 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 gold cost is like an abstraction of of like the the fine inks and and, and uh, parchment and maybe some like materials that you may would would practice the spell itself with to imbue this scroll and that kind of thing. So it's very abstract. It's not something specific or or nested. We're not going to say it's necessarily spell-specific stuff you would be buying. So you can go ahead and spend a cost for a particular level and not necessarily have to decide what spell you want to spend your time on until you start to spend your time, I'll say. Okay. So what I would suggest uh, is maybe even having like a little cue card or something where you could just note, okay, you've paid this amount of gold for a level whatever, right, level X. And then you can also on it mark um, mark the time that you've put into crafting. And then once you have the time denoted, you would also mark down what scroll you're actually creating as well. And if, uh, if you're going to go with the level one scroll, it, it'll cost you, again, 50 gold and then two hours in crafting time. Those, that time, though, you can, you can divide up into like half hour chunks. So it's not all in one shot you can you can divvy it up uh when you actually have the time in your adventuring kind of thing and it, uh, if i understand correctly i could do that while i'm uh taking a rest right because it's light activity yeah you could you absolutely could and still receive the benefits of the rest uh should you though fair warning be on if in your two hour watch of a long rest your effectiveness at being on watch will be diminished should you be preoccupied with another task okay that makes sense i'm paying i'm taking some concentration to copy over these spells exactly exactly uh one other thing i wanted to ask about is how much would a woodchuck chuck have a woodchuck could chuck wood you are a mind reader today (laughs) (laughs) if i wanted to buy a sec an additional copy of a spell book or an additional spell book to copy my own. How much do those cost? Oh, usually? okay. Uh, so in the player's handbook, it, in the items list, it says that a spell book is 50 gold pieces. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, I will tag along with Brendel. Brendel, being an alchemist, he specializes in the creation of, of potions, and he will be abiding by the same kind of gold cost and time craft, or craft time, chart as you would with your scrolls so he certainly will want be wanting to craft his own potions to be able to help the party and really the only way that he can as his his magic abilities are limited to strictly a few a handful of cantrips that he's learned uh, spending his time in Heracle- Heracleon whereas his studies 
were in different areas than yours may have been, Falter. Okay. And should you complete the creation of a scroll, we can go over what happens then, when it happens, just to keep things a, a little less long-winded. Uh, so, what, what are you going to spend then? So I would like to buy the components for a first-level spell. Okay. Uh, scroll, and I would also like to buy a spell book. Okay. So for a total of 100. And you actually notice, Falzer, in um, waking up in the morning, and kind of this really is the, the first time that you've had a need to like thoroughly go through your, your bag of holding to even have to use or pull out your spellbook, really, since Isabel's cave. When you, you wake up and you're kind of going through it and you kind of have a brief moment of panic, oh, wait, I, I didn't... Izzy still had it when we fled the cave. And as you're kind of frantically searching through your bag, it is somehow in your bag of holding. And as you are kind of leafing through it, you notice that a new spell has been added to it. What? The disguise self spell has been annotated into your spell book. So you, you now have a new spell that you could prepare for, for the day, should you choose. What level is that spell? I believe it is a level one spell. Okay. Is that what she was using to look like the fat short chick, or right? That is, yeah. Okay. Not like Bryn would know any of this, but... Portly, sorry. You said portly. Stout. Stout? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Disguise Self is a first level illusion. Awesome. Okay, and then and Brendel will also pick up the gold cost worth of a level one potion, basically. So he also spends 50 gold... So you all kind of reconvene at the Asinine Leopard and can now go about the business that you so choose to do. Yeah, I think our plan was to follow the river that, that comes into town that had this black, gooey-type substance in it, and the water was very low-level, correct? That's right. So I, I suggest, since we're all ready to go, let's, let's take off and follow the river. Well, good morning to you too, Shaft. Oh, we've already been talking. You were with Straight us with to me. business. It's nice, nice to say good morning again. But sort of like walking in a hallway at work, and you see somebody you just talked to five minutes ago, but you still say hi. That uncomfortable thing. So, hi, Brent. <laughs> or, or do you check your watch to see what time it is, even though you know what time it is? <laughs> like make eye contact for one second, then just like both of you look away, walking towards each other. That's right. And then, uh, so there's any objection, let's go. Uh, Gozer is going to look at Brendel and kind of look, just trying to figure him out and say, You magic user. I, I, I dabble, you could say, but I'm certainly not as proficient as my friend Falzer in here. You, you magic user. I can cast a limited range of spells, yes. You belong to Thuff now. Oh? Oh, uh, I'm 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 confused. What does that mean? That you have magic user. He, yeah 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 yeah. You, you're my wizard now. King have wizard. He <laughs> thought points at <laughs> at Falzerin. Now now thought have wizard and he points at Brendel. So I look over at Brendel and kind of raise my <laughs> eyebrows and wink and grin at him as in like you know just just play along, Brendel. Ah uh, well of of course uh, of course uh, Thuft, uh I. Certainly be happy to to lend my aid to you in, in any way that I can. 
Perhaps I can craft you up a, a, a nice, a nice potion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stuff on potion. Stuff on, stuff on lots of potions. Uh, excellent, excellent, of course. This good wizard. Let's go. And I start walking up the river, towards the river. So as we're walking along the river here, can you describe this black, uh, the river a little bit more, what it looks like and what this goo looks like? So this river itself, uh, it's uh, it's another uh, very similar attachment to the one kind of you guys crossed uh, north of Victure. It's um, about 50 feet across. So it's it's a it's a large and now since you can uh, the the water recession you get a, a, tr- a sense of the depth of it and it at its deepest point it appears to be at least uh, 20 or 30 feet deep. So 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 the slope of it is very um, the the incline is very sh- steep. Would you like get into the this riverbed? But the the actual flow of water currently is little more than than a stream it's and it's this that black uh, slime it's kind of it it doesn't look like it's mixing almost as if it's like oil and water kind of but there's just kind of like wispy swirls of it as as the stream now is kind of trickles down down in the like the direction that it flows uh, eastward out out to the ocean for those in the south that would be considered a crick oh a crick <laughs> <laughs> So, so is the the black oily substance? Is any of it like up onto the land that, where it came out of the water and it's sort of, uh, you know, over on the dry area, or is it all in the water flowing out? Uh, it seems to mostly be uh, contained to the water. There, okay. you know, there's would be some residue, um, not uh, not from like the very beginning of, of this river banks, but more closer and centered around it the current dimensions of, of the flow of water. So a little bit would have washed up as as this water level kind of rises and, and falls. So I'd like to take a stick or something, try to get some of this black goo on the stick and look at it closer and make sure it's not. Is it, is it just look like an oily type of substance or does it look like it's got some kind of animated movement to it or is it just... As, so as you swirl your the, the stick around and you kind of raise it up out of the water... Once it kind of breaches the the surface, it kind of seems to get very thick, uh, almost like uh, molasses, kind of like mm. a thickness. And it just kind of like it doesn't it doesn't really seem like it's it's animated, but it just is kind of now slowly dripping down the stick, kind of towards your hand as you have it raised in the air. As gravity would, not as a motion. You you could kind of surmise if if it had some type of intelligence that it would you'd, you'd think it you'd expect it to maybe move a little more quickly or take a more direct route to get to you if it, if you were its target right right okay uh what you doing chef well, checking this black gunk out it'll it, you know we're going up to see what's blocking this river and there's black gunk in it so there's got to be something you know strange about it. something some reason to think this stuff's blo- uh, the water's not flowing and this stuff is in it so i just wanted to check it out and make sure it wasn't something you know toxic or or poison or maybe even worse something like a, a creature of some kind you can tell by just looking at it well i mean here look i take the stick and sort of point it in her face whoa there. i like dodge out of the way 
Well, not at you. Just sort of, you know, here, look. Okay. I'm going to walk closer. I'd like to smell it. Is there any scent to it? Uh, roll. Why don't you roll a perception check? Uh, 13. Uh, it, sounds, it smells vaguely metallic. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, let's just keep an eye on it as we go. See if it gets to be a little thicker or different as we get closer. Brendel, did this look like anything you've you've read about or come into contact with before? Uh, n- no, uh, quite a quite an interesting substance. I I would not suggest getting it on your skin just to be safe. Uh, perhaps perhaps I, I sh- uh, shall bottle some of this up. And he rummages in his sack and pulls out like an empty kind of flask and is able to dip it into the into the water and. Avoid making any contact with it, but get get a little bit of it and some river water into this flask that he corks up. Are there any small animals nearby? Like like in the in the water or in general? In general, something theft could catch. Perhaps there's like a hare maybe bouncing around, wary of your guys' presence as you aren't being particularly quiet. But nothing nothing theft could catch. I don't think. Gozer, don't put the black stuff on theft. No, no. Bunny. Bunny? Throw, throw bunny in, in black stuff. See what happened. Do you think uh, you want me to try to catch a bunny? Yes. Yes. Throw bunny in, in black stuff. See what happened. All right. Do I see a rabbit anywhere or? Make a perception check. Okay. Try to shoot it. If bunny dead, no good to us. 16? Yeah, you do see a hare maybe 70, 80 feet away. It's kind of munching on some grass. All right, I take my bow out and shoot an arrow at it. <laughs> okay, make a make an attack. Oh, not good. Ten. Oh, eleven. Yeah, that definitely hits the, oh, the okay. rabbit. So <laughs> okay. make, roll your damage. You mean the oh, rabbit's yeah. not wearing armor with a shield? <laughs> well, I don't know. Eleven's usually not that good. Listen, I'm new to this D and D animal killing. All right. <laughs> Oh, I get to add... Okay, I added wrong for my attack. But anyway, eight? Eight damage? Yeah, you put an arrow right into this rabbit. Okay, I go over and bring it back to Gozer. Bunny dead? Is <sighs> dead. Gozer want Bunny alive! And I pull it off well, the arrow. you didn't say that! And I chuck it, and I, like, dip it in the black stuff. I'm not gonna throw it. I'm just gonna, like, dip it in. Okay. Holding it by its ears, dipping its bottom into the water. It's a little fluffy tail. As you are holding it in the, in the, the rear end in the water here, it doesn't, um, you know, the, the black stuff, it kind of immediately starts to, like, cling to its fur and completely coat its bottom. Nothing seems to be happening to the rabbit. I'm going to try and shake the black stuff off the bunny. So you've taken it out of the water now? Yeah. And you're shaking the rabbit? Yep. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Gozer! <laughs> not towards me, like back and forth, so it's not like if it sprays off, it won't hit me. Well, ultimately, we're going to find out what happens. <laughs> All of us. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, the the slime, it none of it even flicks off. It seems to be, like, completely stuck to to this rabbit. I'm going to hold up and say, look! As you lift it, you actually kind of see uh, the slime. It almost as if it's, like, absorbed into the rabbit as it kind of slowly starts to disappear from from the from its fur. Huh. Interesting. Rabbit's still dead? And as you hold it up, its hind legs, once this slime is completely sucked <laughs> no. into it, 
its hind leg, one of it starts to twitch. Huh. Brindle killed Rabbit. No, I killed it. It, it. Move. Rabbit, move. I think that black stuff... Like, look at it. It's, like, soaked it up, and now it's coming back to life. Reanimating the bunny. Oh, well. crap. I'm, I'm going to drop the whole bunny into the black stuff. Just drop it. Okay, into the river. Mm. And then back away. And actually, I'm, I'm done with it, so I'm not even paying attention anymore. I'll just drop it and walk away. Falter, you said this stuff smelled like metal? Like, what if this is how they reanimated, you know, those metal, metal creatures we fought in Goldham? That's a good point. Like, you know, it, kill something, dip it in black goo, and now it's a metal... It didn't look like the bunny uh, became me- metallic. Well, it's, I it's mean, legs maybe... didn't turn metal, did they? We should wait and find no, out. No, no. I don't know, something's weird. Because even the people we met in the bar, whatever their names were, you know, they said there were metal animals. I don't know. Maybe it's a magical liquid that makes you immortal. Take a drink. Okay. Uh, you drink first. I, I would uh, I would not suggest that. What? Gozer drink? No, Gozer, Gozer don't drink. No, 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 no. Gozer. No, Gozer please, please, no. Gozer want to be immortal. It's much too dangerous. I, I, don't, I do not believe immortality is imparted Shaft, talk to Gozer. Take it back. I, I think Thuff should try it because it's important that Thuff be immortal, right? Right, Thuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thuff ought to live forever. And he oh, takes a step <laughs> towards the river. Brendel kind of puts his hand. No, no, wait, Thuff, Thuff, no, no, no. As, as, as your, as your, your, your loyal subject, I must insist. You, you're, for your own safety, you should not drink this. I'm gonna like kind of push on Brendel's shoulder and say, "Servant, no tell king what to do." Oh, please, please, do not drink this. This. Stuff. All right, all right. It's just, it's just fine. There's plenty of this immortal liquid to go around later. I mean, it's all over the place. Let's just head on up and see what else we're dealing with. <laughs> and as you guys uh, are talking, the the you hear kind of a splash, and this rabbit almost like claws its way out out of the out of the water, completely covered in this black slime now. And once it, again, it gets clear of of the the water surface. It the slime kind of again absorbs into it, and it's fully active. It looks like it's completely alive now. Around its wound. You can see it's almost like like it's gone gangrenous. And it lashes out and tries to bite Thuft. And, well, it completely misses. It's just a little <laughs> a little rabbit. But it is now, like, trying to attack you guys. Do you want us to roll initiative, or, or can we act freely? <laughs> Someone just wants to try to put it down, I think. I, Gozer will attack it. Okay. Ah! Oh, shit. I rolled a one. <laughs> Oh no! So uh, you're you're gonna hit Brendel or Thuft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you hit Brendel because you had kind of just put your hand on him, right, and kind of give oh, him yeah. a, give him a little shove. <laughs> Shit! At least I wasn't raging. Oh, you're lucky. That's uh four. Oh! Oh my goodness! Please, please allow me and. Brendel kind of points his finger at the rabbit and tries to firebolt it, and he is able to blast it and just kind of puts it down as it as a quick burst of fire, and 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 the and the rabbit falls silent again. I I go well, that was exciting. Let's get out of here. Let's go. And I start walking along the river. Throw it back in the water. Let's yeah. see what happens. Goes or kicks it back in the slime. <laughs> Does she really? Oh man. 
This is the uh, bunny fighting episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gozer just Gozer just walks away from it. Good way to farm experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep one point at a time. <laughs> yeah, one point at a time. So, you guys, uh, are you traveling like in the bed of the river, or are you kind of like up on its shore? Like, if it, it sh- were it a full flowing river, you'd be basically like walking beside it. Is that what you guys are doing? Yes, yes, on the shore. There's no reason to get any closer to that black stuff. Yeah, I have a feeling Gozer would drink it. Gozer is fascinated. So you all know um, on your journeys here, basically you are now kind of retracing your steps. So you know you got about a day's uh, journey along this river without hitting a, a blockage, basically. Okay. So as you as you guys continue few hours pass and, and you you get to the bridge that you had met those other travelers on and continuing just down the, the riverbed here you kind of get into this hilly train and you basically make it after uh, the full eight hours you make it back to where you had had originally fled and ended up after fleeing Isabella's cave as you peer in the direction you're, you're headed, you still know no clear sign of, of what is blocking and stimming this river. Yeah, I think we're going to continue on until something happens um, or we find out what's blocking it. What time of day is it? Well, it's uh, only about early afternoon, as you guys would have set out kind of first thing in the morning, right? But again, you have been traveling now for eight hours. Oh. So should you continue to move, you will have to make more uh, exhaustion checks to, to stave, stave it off. If we take a short rest, can we not do exhaustion checks? No, because it's, it's uh, more than eight hours of travel per 24-hour period. So we would have to take a long rest? Yeah, you would have to cease activity. Let's travel a little farther. Push a little farther. I don't think there's any reason to get exhausted here. I think we should, if we've learned nothing, it's to be ready for anything to happen uh, in right. the most inopportune moments. So I say we rest and have a little chat, you know, get to know Brindle a little bit better and then uh, get something to eat. And then if we uh, if we take a rest, like a nice long rest, um, are we going to be traveling along the river at night? Like keep going or what are we? It's only midday, guys. Goes are good to go farther. Goes are go another hour. I mean, we know what's around here. We've been here before. Doesn't this look familiar to you guys? Yeah. No. This is where we came out of the cave. The cave's yeah. over that direction. Oh, okay. I'm kind of with Gozer. What about one more hour just to see if we run into the problem, you know? Okay. I don't. I guess I don't mind. Maybe we'll see what's happening. Just a fresh scenery. Then, like, one hour, and then I'm, I'm okay with taking a rest. All right. Let's go. So the next hour passes. So now everyone can make me a constitution saving throw. Uh, the DC is 10 to avoid a level of exhaustion. 17. Yeah, baby. 19. T- 10. <laughs> All right, so you're good, Shaft. Uh, Brendel and Thuft are both okay. And Falzern is feeling a bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> the, squishiest, the squishiest of squishies gets exhausted. Okay, so another hour of travel is about um, how 
much is that? A couple miles, probably, right? And you have yet to uh, see what is blocking this river. Now you are kind of fully into this hilly terrain again. Uh, well, kind of more on the northern side of, of this river, you guys traveling on, on the southern uh, shore. It kind of opens up into more grassland, but then to to your guys, it's like the, the south of you guys is kind of really where the edge of, of this these hills uh, start, and you guys are, are quickly getting deep into them. So, you know, I can, my favorite terrain is mountainous terrain, so I can still, we can still make regular time uh, through that area. But I would like to look around. I know you said there was uh, other adventurers headed this direction before. Uh, just sort of get a feel of the tracks around and see if others have went this direction and, you know, what we're looking at. Sure, make, uh, make a perception check. You all can if you want to help. I guess so. 17. 12. Falls are just distracted. Yeah, uh, Gozer doesn't really care. Just You need to change dice, Falzer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shaft, you, you do find uh, a set of, of three prints. Very quickly can put together that, you know, you, you passed three travelers on that bridge uh, a day ago. And those travelers, I can't remember, were they human? Uh, they were human, yes. And you actually also do find signs of a, a campsite. There's a, a small kind of circlet of stones and, and some, some charcoal wood uh, that they clearly had, uh, had, a, had a campfire. Most likely last night, maybe they had stopped to rest themselves as, uh, again, they would have traveled the same distance as you and not found this blockage. And the tracks do continue uh, in the direction that you guys are taking. And I don't see anything else around that would be like they had any kind of trouble there. Nope, doesn't doesn't seem. Uh, you don't find any other like animal tracks or anything like that, or any other or other any other strange looking tracks. Just kind of boot prints in uh, in this kind of uh, sandy shore of this river. Okay, so I say we I camp here. Hell, the campfire's already set up for us. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting some rest. I'm feeling that that was a long day of traveling. I'm tired. Fallsy weak. <laughs> I'm certainly feeling weak right now, Gozer. So, so Brindle, tell us a little bit more about uh, how you know Fallsy here. What, where, where did you meet him in school, or? Yes, yes. Well, once, once he, I mean, I myself, I, I was born and raised in Heraklion, and I've not made it to the mainland much, much on my own. Uh, in fact, it's been nearly a decade since since I, I left the island. And uh, yeah, Falzer and I, we, when, when he arrived in Heraklion, he and I became fast friends as, as we grew up and each seeking our own kind of path within the, the arcane, arcane uh, aspects of knowledge. Yeah, I've always been interested in, in the arcane magics. Uh, what, what particular school have you uh, chosen as your, as your main course of uh, magic? Well, as, as I had uh, tried to explain to the, the intimidating Gozer and 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 King Thuft. That's uh, King Gozer too. Yeah, Gozer uh, my apologies, King King Gozer. I have I've never been in the presence of royalty before. You must you must excuse me. <laughs> As uh, I, I never had the mind for the the memorization and, and recall of of more intricate spells. As 
I, I found my, my craft and, and my skills exceeded mostly in, in, in alchemy, as, as previously stated. And I, for some reason, I just find and can... I get a, I get a handle on, on the combination of, of ingredients and, and find them much more, more easy and, and relatable. Uh, it's difficult to explain. I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure you all know when, when you, when you just kind of find your calling, it's, it's difficult to ignore it. Of course. And Falzerin, what's your, uh, you know, you got to know Falzerin through, uh, I mean, he, he obviously did not choose, uh, the al- alchemy path, uh, were you guys just hanging out at school as friends? I mean, of course, courses and interests, there's always overlap. As uh, you'd, you'd be foolhardy to, to ignore all aspects of a particular trade as, again, relatable in, in spell casting and, and component assembly and, and use is very, very similar to, to potion making. Yeah, you did, did mention one thing. I, I don't recall if Falzer never told us that he wasn't from originally from Heraklion. So where where did you move from, Falzern? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm feeling pretty tired, and I'm usually a bit more in the mood for chatting than I am right now. But that, well, that's, that's okay. True. I'm sure you've told I'm sure you've told Brindle. Yes. Yeah. I, I was originally from the mainland, um, but but I've spent a good deal of my well, all of my adult life on Heraklion. Um, Bryn's gonna try to persuade Brendel to tell us about why Falzerin's so special and, like, his story from when he was a teenager. That was kind of alluded to. Do you wanna sweet talk him? Yeah. Okay, roll me a persuasion check. Fifteen. What would you say to sweet talk him? So, Falzerin is... Falzerin is is quite squishy and tired, but you, you just look so strong, and and you look ready to just, you know, hang out with us all night, wink, wink. And I put my arm around him, and I say, how about you tell us that story about when Falzerin was a teenager? I love awkward tween stories. Like, where'd he come from? What's, why does he think he's so special? Bat's eye. (laughs) Eyes. Eyes. Brendel kind of, you know... Puts a uh, holds up a, a fist to his mouth, like you know, to cover a cough. Uh, clearly displaying his wedding band. <coughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I met him. He he arrived on the island uh, as as a young a young teenager. Uh, I'm sure that's no secret, Falzer. Yes, that's true. But but there was more than that. There was something happened to you as a teenager. Remember? And I'm going to get my new cutlass out and persuade Brendel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's more of an intimidation, not persuasion. Okay, well, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Look, there's no reason to kill somebody for a a little story about Falzern. We can all just make up our own story about Falzern. Well, you're brandishing your weapon. I was, I'm a little concerned here. Brendel, you've nothing to fear. I just pulled it out of its sheath. Do I get to roll an intimidation or not? You, uh, you can, yeah, okay, roll, roll a, an intimidation, and Shaft, can you roll a persuasion? Sure. I think, I think Falzerin is gonna be, despite feeling tired, stepping closer to Brandel to perhaps, uh, intercede if there's any hostility about to happen. I rolled a 12. I have a 10. Nothing great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. 
This is why we don't talk when we camp. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much that, like, Bryn knows there's so much more, especially from talking to Brendel for all the time she did. She's so annoyed. Uh, Thuft pulls both of his short swords. Hey, hey, you, you stay away from my wizard. He's my wizard. Thuft asks him questions. You, wizard, my He's wizard. He's got a brooch. <laughs> I speak up and say, look, look, guys, here. Long story short, um, you know, I had, I had some interesting things, some unexpected and kind of unusual things happen to me um, when I was in my teens. And, you know, it's, it's given me a bit of an ability to to learn magic maybe more easily than the average person. There's there's no need to go into all the the details right now, I don't think. Maybe maybe tomorrow when I'm you feeling don't a bit think. better. Look, I'm tired. Who cares what you think? And I, I think Brent, Brendel's not appreciating this. this this type of treatment, you know. He's he's just met you folks here and we don't need to be exchanging fisticuffs or sordicuffs. Hey, Thuft, intimidate him. Come on, I know you can. I've seen you in the shop with the owner. Thuft say? He Thuft wizard. Thuft ask questions when Thuft wants ask questions. Now, Thuft wizard, sit down. (laughs) And (laughs) Brendel, he's just kind of, you know, almost like a, trying to hide back like a kind of a smile as he listens and and he sits down. (laughs) Please, please, there's, there's, there's no need for any of this. I mean... Surely, Falzern, I mean, experience, experiencing uh, surviving a shipwreck, is it, it certainly leaves an impression on, on, on one. Especially as, as, as a young man in, in your formative years. Um, I, quite frankly, am not sure how you, how you really got over that trauma and, and were able to, to dive into your studies. I mean, I, I, I suppose that the studies themselves may have been a, a, a great distraction and maybe a, what saved you, perhaps, from from falling apart, I mean. Yes, you've always had keen insight, Brendel. I think you hit the nail on the head. Near-death experiences are not something that I am accustomed to. And Do I believe them? Roll, you can roll an insight. Oh, Eight. <laughs> Bill's, Bill's smiling so big because my roll was two. Oh wow, that's a good. I'm, profi- uh, I'm proficient check you in out, it. Yeah. I know. You don't have any reason to doubt what he's saying. I mean, Falzern is also not. seeming to to back up his story as well. And uh, he's, you know, despite the hostility in the air, he's he seems to be remaining quite calm and, you know, trying to keep things keep things settled and not really cause much more of a stir as he uh, seems to have already caused. I'm I'm also wondering, you know. <laughs> Why such burning interest to to know what I was doing in my teenage years, guys? I, you all haven't been all that forthcoming with what's happened in your lives. I'll at, tell you. Brendel said something that happened in your teenage years is why Isabella was interested in you, and Isabella is why we're in all this mess right now. Uh, all right, hold on a second I here. See. I, I reach into my bag and I pull out some of the meat from the inn, and I go, "Let's just all have some of this delicious meats." And be quiet for a little while and let this all settle out. Bowser grabs a chunk of meat. Yeah, there you go. Here, here, Thuft, have some meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thuft like meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brindle, would you like a, like a piece here? Uh, of course. Quite splendid. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, Brind's going to refuse meat, but go sit down a little ways away, 10 feet away or something, and start sharpening her new cutlass. 
I think I think I was just looking for a, a good old drunk story. That's something that you did in your youth. I, I really don't care about the rest of it. Sorry about that. Here, have some meat. Thank you, Shaft. Um, let's let's leave it at this. There was there was something that happened. You know, as Brendel alluded to, I was out in the sea in a perilous situation where I could have drowned. Wait, wait, wait. Well, let me stop you right there. I, I really don't care. Okay. Let's just move on. I, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot here, buddy. I, you, you know, you and me, we're. I don't need to know any. No reason in visiting some childhood trauma and telling old Shaft here because I'm going to forget anyway, and I really don't care. So, here, let's just eat your meat, and 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 we'll get up in the morning and head out and figure out what the hell is going on with this river. That sounds like a plan, Shaft. <laughs> no, no problem, pal. Okay, so we can uh, set up some some watches here. So Brendel will certainly uh, watch with you, Faldron. Okay. I guess... Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Unless anyone else wants to go first. Are you going to write some of your little spell things down I, w- I will be, yeah. Well, I'll stay up with you. I'm, and that I, I, way I can keep a close eye on everything since you're going to be distracted. Well, I mean, Brendel will also be with him too. But. Oh, okay. Will Brendel be making potions, though? That is a good question. He, do you ask him that? Well, I guess like if Shaft is offering his help, yeah. She's like, Brendel could pay attention, right, Brendel? Uh, but yeah, yes, yeah, certainly. I, I, I'd be happy to. I mean, I could certainly benefit from some from some crafting time myself. I mean, perhaps I could concoct some type of potion that would be useful to to one of you. I, I'm not sure if any any requests as as they. The bards are fond of saying. Yeah, can you make any kind of alcoholic beverages? Uh, I'm not uh, not sure. No, that's that's a little different. I'm afraid I didn't pack my brewer's kit with me. Can you can you make a beverage that'll make me feel like I just drank alcohol? <laughs> uh, perhaps I could scrummage some skunkweed around here and then. Gozer want to fly. Want to fly? Gozer want to fly. My my goodness, why that's that's her that's her way of saying getting really wasted. No. Gozer no want ale. Gozer want to fly. Well, I'm I'm afraid I I don't quite have the components on me to, to craft such a high level potion. But uh, perhaps once we get back to Port Randis, we can acquire Thuff, the materials. Your wizard useless. Thuff wizard not useless. Thuff Thuff wizard. Thuff, you make Thuffed potion of potion of 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 doggy. Make Thuff potion of doggy. Of why, uh, of course, King, I, I could surely craft something up for you. Okay, sounds good. So me, Falzren, and uh, Brendel are going to take first watch? Okay. If, if you think so, Shaft. No, I'm, I mean, it's still, it's just dusk now, and okay. I'm not really all that tired yet, so. We've, we've got uh, this isn't making sense. three more watches after that, though. Yeah, I need two How watches to trans. Those? <laughs> okay. All right, you guys stay up. I'll go. I'll go to sleep. Makes makes sense to me. Bryn just goes over to a trance. Okay, Brendel Falsey. First watch. So once everyone's got him to sleep, Brendel will just, just kind of, you know, speaking quietly to not to wake everybody. He's like, uh, I, can, I can watch Falzern as there really is no potion of doggy. Yes, I was kind of wondering about that, Brendel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so please, please, uh, you know. Dive into your craft, and I shall. I shall keep watch. That sounds great. So I'd like to. I think I want to first focus on 
trying to copy over spells from my original spell book to this new one I bought. I think that's probably the most the most important thing for me, the highest priority for me to get done first. Okay. So when you copy spells from your book into a new book, according to the wizard class instructions, basically this is like replacing the book, right? There's a little excerpt there on page 114. It costs you less time and money to do so, as you already know these spells. But you spend uh, one hour and ten gold pieces for each level of the copied spell. Okay. And again, that ten gold is like the abstract of, of the quality inks and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, certainly that 50 gold that you spent in components can could be applied to basically five levels of spell, right? That you wanted to copy over. So when it says that it takes one hour and ten gold per level, how do cantrips factor into that? Are they considered? Uh, cantrips don't actually don't go into your spell book, like cause, okay. because they're so because the the the, the threshold of knowledge needed uh, to memorize them is significantly less than a leveled spell. I don't think they're I don't think they're actually in your spell book, right? Just your leveled okay. spells, so you always know your cantrips, right? That's why you don't have to prepare. They don't they don't go against your prepared number of spells for the day. So cantrips you don't have to worry about. So basically, I don't know how many how many first level spells are written into your book. So right now I have 10. Okay, so to fully move all of those over it would be, you know, a total of 100 gold and 10 hours of time to do so. Okay. So for for this watch you could spend 20 gold and the 2 hours of the watch to put in either two first-level spells or maybe a second-level spell that you have into your new book. Yeah, I think I'll do the two first-level spells then. Sure, that's easy. So I'll just, I'll just, um, I'll start a, a second, like, cue card and keep track of how much progress I've made with that as well. Okay, great. And the first shift kind of goes by with Falsey doing his, his work, his annotations and scribbling and murmur of incantations and as Brendel kind of sits and keeps watch. Who's uh, second watch? Gozer was second watch. Okay, so Gozer, Gozer and Thuft. Thuft, Thuft not really like Thuft Wizard. Can, can we switch, King? Oh, I don't know. The Gozer doesn't really like your wizard either. Thuft, Thuft doesn't like any wizard. Maybe we find new pets. Maybe. What will we get? Don't know yet. We have to find something. Okay. So for, for now, Thuff keep his wizard, I guess. Yeah, Gozer keep her wizard. They they do some good. Well, my wizard do some good. Thuff really want Potion of Doggy. Does Thuff know what that is? Is that thing? Thuff, Thuff think it would make a doggy. Oh... That could be our new pet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we should get doggies. Yeah, yeah, doggies would be good. And then and then when we go to the mountain, we have doggies. Yeah, we have more doggies. Yes. And then they could be friends with the other doggies, the mountain doggies. Yes. Gozer likes this idea. Yes, stuff, stuff, stuff like Wizard now. Only if, if Wizard make potion of doggy. Well, stuff, stuff just kill him if he doesn't. Okay. Good plan. 
And uh, your guys' watch also kind of goes by. Okay. And uh, so third watch. Third watch is usually Bryn, right? Because she's you were fully tranced now, right, Bryn? Yeah, I'll do three and four. Okay. Yeah, yeah the third watch, again, kind of passes. Very, very quiet, just kind of the, the gentle trickle of, of this now stream. And uh, last watch, are you waking up Shaft at all? No. Okay. <laughs> just in case you two maybe wanted to have your own private conversation or something. but Why bother? He's not going to tell me anything. He's not going to do anything but annoy me. <laughs> and uh, and dawn breaks and the sun begins to rise as you guys are now all fully rested. So Falzer and your level of exhaustion is uh, gone now. Perfect. So we're not waking up at night. We're waking up in the morning like we did more than eight hours. Uh, well, you know, you guys were kind of sitting around chatting as well around the campfire. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, sure. We'll just push it to morning. Sounds good. Okay, after a, a quick little eat and talk, get all our stuff together and, and follow the... I think I'm going to suggest we follow the river and hopefully the tracks of the follow adventurers. Follow the prior. Black Creek Road. Okay, so you want to follow the tracks and why don't you make a uh, make me some survival checks. Wait, you want to follow the tracks, not the river? No, we'll follow the river and I'm going to watch for the tracks. And, and oh, I would assume, okay. Okay. assume they're going to go the same direction, but if they go off. Cur- currently, they do seem to be in parallel with each other. Uh, let's see, survival, that's a 17. Okay, Is anybody else rolling for me? Sure. Nope. 21. Uh, 12. Uh, you, yeah, those who are looking do pick up the the tracks as you continue walking down this river. And they, again, they do seem to be in tandem as the, the tracks are, whoever made them, also seeming to just follow this river. I'm just going to keep a close eye and see if any other tracks uh, converge with theirs or if they separate. Just other than that, just keep on going. Okay. So you get to a point another couple miles in, and the hills kind of gets more sheer on your side of this riverbed, as the the river almost seems to like kind of cut into into some of these hills. So the the tracks they kind of uh, you see that they kind of move to the far side of the other bank of this of this river, just trying to avoid the the elevation in, in the in the new terrain here as you move more into these hills is there more black goo is there yeah the, the water amount? is still tainted with this this slime but does it look like it's getting thicker as we go or are more prevalent or is it about the same flow as way down river seems about the same okay uh is it in clumps like if there's a there would be a moment where you could pass between these clumps or is it a steady flow seems like a kind of a steady steady flow how deep did you say the river looked at this, uh, well, at this point, how? It's about six inches deep. Okay, so it's pretty easy to walk through and... Yeah, you could easily wade through it, yeah. You want you want to walk in it, Chef? Yeah, I think as long as we feel that we can walk around this black stuff, I'd rather not get any on me. How wide is the flowing mist? I think I had said it's a... Like uh, a few, feet? a couple feet. No, the the river itself. Um, but then this little stream has now been reduced only two or three feet worth of the kind of this. Why cross it if we don't have to, Shaft? We could jump over it. Yes, you could. Why easily. do you feel like we need to jump over it? Well, the the walls sheer on this side, and the tracks go to the other side of the river. That's uh, why. Okay, sorry. 
That's why we're heading. We're sort of following where they went and along, and still along the river. So. Cliffs don't uh, scare me. I can just scale them, you know? Okay. Well, you can scale <laughs> that cliff. We'll pop over to the other side and watch you. So, <laughs> I'm going to jump over. Okay. Yeah, I follow them. Okay, yeah, everyone can, can easily kind of just hop over it. Maybe with a, a bit of a running start, they can, can make it. That's the best river crossing we've ever had. Oh, man. True. Easy peasy. <laughs> Even with bridges, we've had problems. So you guys, I don't know, does anybody want to tie a rope around Brendel? I don't know, maybe he can't make it. <laughs> can, uh, can Bryn, just to show off, cast jump on herself and jump like the 33 launches feet? launches over. <laughs> 33 feet, and she's like on the other bank like, come on, guys. <laughs> Those are just going to toss stuff across. Okay. <laughs> As you... And as, so you guys quickly, you easily jump over. You you do notice like the the prince. It seems like the the prince had just they just didn't even bother jumping. Like they just waded right through this, as they, of they continue and you can uh, continue following them and the river on, on now this northern side of the bank here. They didn't so do a bunny they, experiment. They so. didn't <laughs> jump. They didn't jump the uh, black liquid part. No. No, it seems like their prince. They just had waded through. So if Bryn notices that, then she's going to be on extra alert for some sort of weird yeah, human. Yeah, falls her in as well. I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out now. I'm a bit worried if these people walked right through that. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at encouragementparty.com or reach out on social media. The Encouragement Party on Facebook and Instagram at EncourageablePar on Twitter using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! Five short days ago in Fixture, around the same time the party had said their farewells to the Grung. A ghostly, transparent figure drifts through the wall of a small building, settling over one of the many bodies quarantined in the structure, awaiting cremation, these dead having succumbed to the victure illness. The figure slowly sinks down, entering one of the deceased. The body's eyes open and it gets to its feet, still clad in the patient robes of one of the treatment clinics. The now spirit-inhabited body takes in its surroundings. Approaching the padlocked door of the exit, the inhabited corpse raises its hands, uttering a quick incantation, gesturing methodically and meticulously. A thunderous boom erupts from its hands, blasting the locked door off of its hinges with the powerful crack of a thunderclap. The corpse smiles, its visage unfamiliar to you, listener. As it leaves the makeshift morgue, you see a flash of this body's true inhabitant. As in addition to the party, you too, listener are considered to be the true inhabitant's adversary. The corpse's physical features flicker again and again until all you see is the grin of Sardo the Revenant.